I don't know how we're going to follow that up. I, I, but I feel we bad. We have to try every Monday. It's the Drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. I always feel bad for Kyle because, like, if we bring him on now, he's at the same mic that Jay was. And it's still like, hot over there, Kyle? <laughs> yeah. Still on I fire? To, I had to let it cool a little bit. There you go. There you go. A, a 6.51 on the U of I line. Link text line said, I'm exhausted from that first hour. I am, too, just from laughing. Mm. That was that was just fantastic. Good Man, move by Lante for getting yeah. Britt on the line and – I finally did my work, just hit the button and put him on the, on the Tabman Stowing phone line. Well, it's we, hard because we got there. you didn't know I was I, doing I that. I had no idea that was going to happen. Behind the scenes, so, yeah, that was that was fun. That was really fun. Man, you've been, like Jay said, you've been all over the place. You've I have been, been like, yeah. Just I'm trying to get back in the zones. groove here, right? Jeez. Three states, three games in uh, eight days. Before we get into hoops galore here and nitty-gritty, what were you able to see in New York? I know you kind of mentioned to us on the phone when you joined us Friday. Was that Friday? Whenever you did. Um, you were able to see. Well, I keep saying the truth. I know we, talk, we talked Tuesday uh, right before. I was standing outside oh, Madison Square Garden while the, the cars were going by and some lady was yelling at people because they, well, they weren't uh, looking at the, the stoplights and the, the walk signs. People were just walking in front of cabs and uh, Ubers. I know, you know, maybe you're gutsy in New York if you're going to walk in front. That of That was cab. dumb. I was not doing that. Uh-uh. But some lady then was yelling like, "Look up and and see the world around you." And this kind of it's oh, just geez. New York. And it's so congested. But uh, I hated it. Yeah, I I was there for a like four day weekend uh-huh. when my brother worked out of the Marriott there at World Trade Center. That's where we stayed in that Marriott. And Marriott, I guess is how you're supposed to say it. And so we went out there for four days. And I'll tell you right now, Derek, I could not wait to get back on a plane yeah, and man. get the hell out of there. I mean, Chicago is busy. Chicago is really busy. Yes. But when I go to Chicago, I feel like I'm in rural America compared to New York. <laughs> I mean, it's just you are bumping into someone constantly in yes. New York. Yes. It's, it's just too, too much. many people. It's too much. And that's why I didn't go out exploring as much this past time as I did right. the previous. Uh, I was out there last year oh, obviously, right. for, the, for the Jimmy V Classic. We went and saw Rockefeller Center and, and uh, is it is it 30 Rock or wherever yes. they do the the building they do SNL and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff from. And we saw the Christmas tree and we cool. went to Central Park and everything. This year, uh, I went down Monday for media availability at the team hotel, which mm-hmm. was cool. And then you... You kind of see some some of the surrounding area. It was it was in Manhattan. You saw a, a Christmas tree that I tweeted out. Um, I, I didn't make my way to Yankee Stadium. I didn't go and, and do really anything touristy. I went in, went took my subway back to Jersey where we were staying, <laughs> and uh, I just kept it business uh, business like there in NYC. But that's cool. Uh, enjoyed some good eats for sure. You know, I had um, so a pastrami sandwich that I tweeted out from. Madison Square Garden. It wasn't. I had heard that Katz's was the best. It's really famous, I guess. Hmm. Uh, it was Carnegie Deli uh, that was serving it up, but uh, some good cut of meat on that one for sure. That would be New cool. York pizza out there and everything. But uh, I pretty much just ate and, and watched <laughs> basketball and wrote and uh, slept. Uh, I did that too. I think if I ever did New York again, it would be during Christmas. I'd want to yeah, see. I'd want to yeah. see the crowd. I still. I mean, for years, I, I don't know that now that my brother passed away, I'm not sure how often I'll get up to Chicago again. But I used to love visiting Lance in December yes. in Chicago and going down Michigan Avenue and seeing the, the lights. And 
it was just fun. Like he and I would like we'd we'd walk along, we'd see the lights going to like is it Macy's or whatever that was always the cool, and then we'd we'd just dart into a little Irish pub that was mm-hmm. right on the corner, and we'd have a couple beers, and then we'd walk another couple of blocks and look at the Nike store and do stuff like that, and then pop into another pub, you know. And so I think if I ever did New York yeah. again, I'd want to go when it's Christmas because I would love the uh, the I, you know me I'm a Christmas guy so it's I cool. would love the lights and the sights and you still haven't but done Broadway though right I've not done Broadway no that was pretty cool but yeah to the note of it the subway I'm I'm over I'm done oh. I don't want to deal with it you pretty much have to because yeah. of how bad traffic is yeah. and I'll tell you before we move on to the actual you know basketball well, that and you know there was a subway in the bottom of the World Trade Center yes so that's I was where there. that's where we would get on oh yeah okay so that's where we would get there was, I remember there was a subway restaurant and I, uh, I looked at my brother and I'm like I'm going in to get a subway I just I just want a sandwich real quick and he goes that's weird I'm like whatever but yeah, that's where we would. It's so haunting now with that thing being I know, down. I know. Mm. So when we would take the, they call it the path, but it's essentially the train slash subway from New Jersey to New York. You wow. stop at the World Trade Center oh, station, and then you can pair off and, and go to different uh, subways uh, to get to different spots. So mm. uh, after Madison Square Garden, we left at like we left at like I don't know. It was. The lady came around and said, all right, 2 a.m., we're closing this place. It was wow. probably midnight, 1230. Get out of there. Get on the subway. Uh, then you, you take one. It's, it's late night New York, so, you know, everything is, is awesome. Uh, and, and then you get to the World Trade Center. <laughs> They're just there, waking up at yeah, midnight. There was a train. There's a, a path every 50 minutes to go from World Trade back to New Jersey. There was one at 110. And we got there by 1.15. Oh, no. And so we had just missed that. We either were going to have to wait out another 45 minutes for the next one. Uh, I was with Andy Olson from WCI. Yeah. He calls an Uber. Uh, a $90 Uber takes us from, from there back to our, our spot in New Jersey. So, What's uh, the traffic like at midnight? Oh, it's it's clean. City, oh, okay. Man. Okay, it's clean. If you want to drive around New York, I would recommend <laughs> 1 a.m. on a weeknight. Because you can, you can do that pretty stress-free, I would say. But uh, otherwise, yeah, it's... It's nuts. You hear about the cabs, and I remember just from my one trip, we were running late to get to a Broadway Broadway show, and so Lance was like, we got we to gotta hail this cab, and so we jump in, and I swear to God, there were five lanes on this main road through New York, and Lance looks at the guy, and, and he'd worked there for two years, so this was like a year and a half into it, so he's pretty familiar with New York. And he's like, hey, we got to get to Broadway. He goes, I want you to take like uh, Literal Avenue over to Sycamore or something. Like he kind of was telling him where to go. Well, the problem was Literal Avenue to get to it was a stoplight and a half, essentially. So we were halfway down one already. So the second stoplight up on the right, well, that wasn't that far. And here we are in the very left lane. Mm. This guy, this cab, we were going sideways on a five-lane road, and I looked down, and the, the light down there had just turned green, and here come, you know, barreling 100 cars oh, at us, boy. and I'm like, holy, and I and that guy got, he barely made it, but into that right lane, boom, took a right, went down, hit Sycamore, and bam, we were there. We got there early, <laughs> and I, just, I looked at Lance, I'm like, dude, kudos, kudos to that guy, because yeah. he knows what he's doing, but we were, can you imagine going literally sideways on a road like traveling east and west when that road goes north and south yeah. in New York. And I'm like, okay, I'm not comfortable Appreciate here. the confidence of that guy. <laughs> He's either going to get you there or get you killed. Oh, but, it was, uh, <laughs> luckily, it was the first one. That is so cool. That's so cool that you were able to do that now a couple of times. 
to go on this. That, that's awesome. That was cool. I'm yeah. sorry. I know we got to talk basketball, but I love those kind of things. Yeah, I love no. just hearing about the culture kind of stuff and what you were able to witness and, and everything out in New York. That's that's just that's some cool stuff. For sure. Uh, and it's a different vibe. You get to Rocky Top Country. Yeah. Knoxville. I would love to go to a football game there. Now, oh. they, they packed that basketball arena with 21,000 plus, and it was pretty much full. Like I, I know sometimes you see an attendance – like were they really that mm-hmm. at capacity, but it, it was, and I will give the rack credit. Like the rack has had a listed attendance of eight thousand, and it might, there were, in terms of more consistent noise. I know in the in the second half, Illinois blew them out, but more consistent noise in the first half, I would say, at the rack than twenty one thousand at, at Tennessee. But wow. you do hear the the rocky top over <laughs> and over quite quite oftenly. But they do the like the the SEC style chance I don't, I don't know you get the band involved you just know like b oh uh-huh. like, i don't know it's I don't like know they bring it, the football stadium inside yeah, the basketball that's pretty court. much what it was so yeah. I, I would love to experience that uh over there at neyland neyland would be incredible is there a ferris wheel out by neyland i don't know okay so i went there one time when i was really young for a world's fair i swear I think mom took us there for a World's Fair, and there was a Ferris wheel outside of the football stadium. Mm. Now, I was maybe 10 or younger. I don't even know. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm lying about this. But I've in my mind, I've always pictured that. And I remember, I, of course, then I didn't know what Neyland Stadium was and all that. I didn't really right. – probably I knew Tennessee Volunteers maybe. But but I, I've always thought then since then, I'm like, is there always a Ferris, Ferris wheel outside of Neyland Stadium? But I guess not. I guess there isn't, so never mind on that. I wanted to ask you, you, you said you were working at like 1230 in the morning or whatever mm-hmm. after that game. What's the latest you guys stay at State Farm Center? Let's say an 8 o'clock tip. And, they usually kick us out at midnight. Oh, it is midnight. Yeah. Okay, I wondered. I wondered that. So you Because what you're trying to do is you're trying – you obviously cover the game, then you go to the post game. Mm-hmm. And I assume in your mind – I'm trying to bring up like my TV days – in my mind, usually when the game ended, I had an idea of which direction I was going with the story, right? Yeah. yeah. If there was something big that happened, you know, like for instance, this Tennessee game, I probably would have asked Brad or someone, and I'm sure you guys did, about the technical. And in his mind, do you, does it does he feel like it swayed the game? Because it it did. And so that's probably how I would maybe go in a direction if I was doing a TV package on that. So I assume you kind of have an idea of what you're going to write about. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, different things could happen in postgame. Something could be said in postgame that changes your complete direction yep. where you have to say, well, hold on a second. I can't. I got to cover this other than that. So is that kind of how it works for you guys? I'm trying to get everybody kind of the inner workings yeah. of how you guys cover these games. Yeah, you have the game. Then you go to the postgame. Uh, then Jeremy and I do our podcast, which uh, we do it on oh, live right. on YouTube. So And those usually, you know, they'll go probably, you know, 40, mm-hmm. 45 minutes. Uh, so that – Longer ones for more impactful games, more bigger things to, you know, to talk about and whatnot. And then, yeah, I, I, it depends. Like, if they're playing uh, fairly Dickinson and Illinois right. wins by 30, I might just take the, the player grades and I just, you know, grade what I saw for each each guy and whatnot, and no one ever agrees with it. So, uh, <laughs> there's at least one one disagreement always. Uh, I think that's well, good course. for business uh, to, <laughs> to have some good discussion going on there. It's on, like on you got to pick board. which one I, uh, I, I on purpose. Yeah. Ticked you off. Coleman with. got a what? A what star? <laughs> that was actually a, a real thing after the Tennessee game. Uh, but yeah, uh, otherwise, you know, I'll, I'll have my column or story thought yeah. up in my mind, and, and that's 
the way he'll go with it. Now, sometimes the the, the things that stink, and I kind of give Brett Barons and uh, some of the TV guys some some crap. Is you, you guys don't got to go back and transcribe everything that Brad said. You can. Oh, right. I, know, I know you go back and you clip it up and you right. got editing, and I, I I say that in jest. I know you guys got. Uh, you got your own. We got to go through two of, hours of the game and pick yeah. out plays. Oh, yeah. that too. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting back just <laughs> drinking my diet coke and trying to think of something clever to tweet out during the game. You guys are actually shooting where the the ball's going and whatnot. So uh, it's just kind of fun to bust each other's chops about. Uh, I bet the uh, the grind of the game. I've got one other podcast question, and this is embarrassing, but in a I work in a business that this is what it's all about: podcast, right? And I still have people say to me, oh, so you do a podcast. I'm like, well, not really. We do a live show, but then yeah. it's podcast. Right. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. I, I'm so kind it's a of radio I do. show. Yeah. So I don't listen to many podcasts, which is crazy. And if I do, they're like murder mysteries. Like I'm one of those guys, right? I don't listen to a lot of sports and people that have listened to me for 14 years. They're like, well, that explains it. Mm-hmm. Why he doesn't know anything. But there you go. That's why, because I'm listening to. I probably know more about some Allentown, Pennsylvania murder that occurred back in you know 1978 than I do about this. But I started listening to an Arizona Cardinals podcast, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And people would text in or whatever they're doing to the show, and they would say, "Oh, uh, two ninety nine, Lon joins us from." And and at first I was like, "What are they saying?" Then I was listening to you guys, yes, and. All of a sudden, like, who? it was the former photographer. He's, oh, I can't think of his name. He sent you guys like 25 bucks. What is this? I can't think of his name. He's been on our show before. He's good dude. Great photographer. He used to shoot for Illinois and stuff. But he's, and, and I'm like, so people send you money? And how does this yeah, work? Like, I, I'm just started so, this year. It's okay. called a super chat where you can, because oh. uh, obviously, you get the the chat going and, and people can ask questions or comment or getting fights in there yep. you know amongst themselves and it kind of gets buried sometimes if you're trying to ask a question but a super chat is going to be something ah, that pops up moves you right uh, to the top moves right to the top of the queue it's like if i'm in a if i'm in a bar and they got one of those although you, ah, you maybe yeah, have like not a, done it before you get the app oh i did with uh with um when the blues won the cup uh, with yeah. gloria there you go oh yeah i was always the top of that i'd yeah, pay extra you, to get the glory. get the app you could pay extra <laughs> to skip everybody else in line and, and play your gloria song or my drake song and whatnot and uh so that's kind of what the super chat is it's gotcha. also just like them kind of saying thanks for what we do but no um, i agree yeah well i'm gonna have to do that sometime now to because pre- i i do appreciate what you guys do i'm a member obviously of the line i acquire but i was like am i missing the boat here i'm like are you guys sitting there going, well, gosh, Lon never super chats? No, no. So it's probably better I don't, especially after don't, some games. You don't have to. You no. probably wouldn't want me to. I've always said, you know, I think DWS, I think they do a great job with the games and, and the post games and all of that. I could not do a post game show because, number one, I would probably anger most everyone <laughs> after I already offended most everyone. And nobody on the basketball or football teams would ever talk to me again. So it's probably better that Lon. Because the emotion side of it. Yeah, just yeah. kind of goes and sits by himself in a room uh, and relaxes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not a very good loser. I'll put it that yeah, way. I get it. I get That's it. That's one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was not Mike. It wasn't Mark Jones. Uh, not Jonesy. Great guy, by the way. Runs the Arthur Fireworks. We're going to have him on sometime before that. I asked Kent Brown. I said, hey, I need. I need Mark Jones's number. I want to have him on just what an interesting life. Like he was, he was the team photographer. This, I I think who I'm thinking of 
and wow, I can't think of his name. Um, he was not affiliated with Illinois. I apologize, but he took a lot of pictures of Illinois games, and so um, that's that's who it was. But no, not Mark Jones. Mark Jones, great guy. I don't think he still does it, right? Mark's he's retired. I don't believe so. Yeah, he's got to so. be. I think he's been retired a while. Okay. All right, well, there you have it. There's, there's the, the sights and sounds of off the floor for uh, the life of Derek Piper, whether you would care to hear that or not. But, uh, it was, uh, yeah, let's talk about the actual Wait, game. Wait, I got coming one more. Up. All right. How is Haley? Uh, she's good. She's doing well. She's, Are we 11? No. Man, she's 11. Uh, you can't go 11 months long. What the <laughs> hell am I thinking? Eight. What's a gestation period eight, of uh, eight months. 12 years? We got one month to go, a month, month and some change to go. Oh. Um, She's yeah. to the point where she's like, get it out. I'll, yeah. Get this thing out of my body. And it's it's tough with me being gone a lot here <laughs> oh, recently. Sure. We're, we're still waiting to – I think tonight we're going to decorate our Christmas tree. So, oh, uh, well, that'd be cool. Wait, got, I got some catch-up to do. Put Polar Express on. And yeah, there you go. Kate will be happy My son loves watching The Grinch, so we, we oh. play that pretty much every day. Uh, <laughs> I love how they lock into one show. Yeah. And then, yeah. That's so funny. Well, it's like me. I mean, I haven't outdone that. Now, whenever I do Christmas, it's Christmas vacation. I still need to see that. And I'm like that. a two-year-old kid. I just lock right in. I'm like, Psh. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Christ I might do it uh, again tonight. Four Christmases, I think, is the only one I've watched so far. Okay. Uh, Haley and I. I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. No doubt. All right. So, Let's anyway, talk so about Haley's the, doing okay. She's though. doing good. Okay. Yeah, she's doing good. That's important. The 16th-ranked Illini coming up next. Let's discuss their loss in Knoxville. They go one-and-one one, split last week. Between two ranked tests against top 20 opponents, they beat FAU, they lose to Tennessee. Uh, but a decent start to December, for sure, for Brown Underwood's squad. We'll break down what we saw in that game and just overall feelings about the Illini as they have a week off before playing Colgate this upcoming Sunday after finals. If you want to weigh in, you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I Illini Lake text line. This is The Drive. Are you tired of getting the short end of the stick and always being stuck with cold water for your showers? Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing is here to help. With current tax incentives and rebates, you can save up to $900 on a high-efficiency tankless water heater, unlimited hot water, and saving on your energy bills. It seems like the best gift you could give your home. With the current promotion of 0% financing for qualified applicants, you can't afford not to call. 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Your home's best friend. When you're buying a battery, it's important to look beyond just the price and make sure you're buying a quality battery. So when you're buying one from the big box store, make sure you ask the question, what's the date on this battery? Is it dependable? Sometimes the big box stores have batteries that have been sitting on the shelf for years. Or you can just come to Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable, and buy your battery from the people who only do batteries. Interstate Batteries at 2504 North Madison Champaign, way out there, but totally worth the drive. How much is dependable worth to you? Interstate Batteries, open six days a week. Get the roof your home deserves by Roof Doctors, your residential roofing specialist that has always offered the best warranties in the industry, like our non-prorated 50-year warranty. Our customers love that we are family-owned and locally operated. We make our customer needs our top priority. With over 30 years experience and the best customer service, give Roof Doctors a call today for your free estimate at 328-7529. In your community and for your community, Roof Doctors. Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here, 15,000, another shutout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. And Illinois overcomes their largest deficit of the season. 
great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. The Illini win it! Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. Crossroads Contractor Supply specializes in the delivery of tools and supplies within a 150-mile radius of Champaign-Urbana. Reliable, timely, and with reasonable prices, Crossroads Contractor Supply knows what equipment and tools are needed for your job. Their slogan, we have it when you need it. Get the job done right with proper tools and equipment. Did something break? Construction materials as well as safety equipment all available. Call 402-8123. Visit Crossroads Contractor Supply IL. Hi, this is Chris Jackson with Kramer Siding and Window. And whatever your project, you can count on Kramer Siding to offer you the best products backed by the best warranties in the business and a lifetime of great customer service. And right now, you can save 10% on roofing, sunrooms, and decks, get 15% off gutter helmet, and you can save 25% on preservation siding, windows, and doors. So call today or visit us at kramersiding.com and let's get started on your project. Are you looking for something this holiday season for your customers that can say thank you from you, but at the same time showcase your business and their support? The hunt is over. We offer custom wrapped coolers and lasered mugs, tumblers, water bottles, in all shapes, sizes, and colors. Call us at Aftershock, 833-DECAL-IT, or look us up online, AftershockDD.com. That's AftershockDD.com. Hi, I'm Mike Anderson. When my wife and I first started dating in the summer, we would go see all the local fireworks and enjoy the patriotic celebrations around the 4th of July. Champaign County Freedom Celebration had the best show with a synchronized patriotic soundtrack, plus the evening program enjoying music in our lawn chairs by Memorial Stadium and the parade late morning by the State Farm Center. We've cheered on runners with the 5K that goes along the parade route at 9 a.m. It's always very moving hearing the national anthem play as we watch the flag wave in the breeze. It felt good to be a part of this local American tradition that's been around since 1949. July4th.net is the website for the end of the year giving as you support this premier patriotic party. Please mail your tax-deductible donation soon. Learn more at July4th.net. We're good. We're really good. We're really good. We got a really high ceiling. This is a brand new team. Uh, we're really good. Uh, we're really high character. Um, I, I, I love our ceiling. I think it's not even close to being touched. It's nice to see Q do what he, he's done. Uh, Justin Harmon was terrific in the garden. Uh, you know, we've played two ranked teams away from home. Uh, we've played a Rutgers team that's a league game and a nemesis and one of the best defensive teams in the country. And we've done it all in seven days. And, you know, we've traveled. We've spent time in New York City, which is never easy. Um, we're we're going to be really – I think we got a chance to be really good. I never say that. You know me. <laughs> Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. 
the whole the whole uh, crew's here today. Yeah, how about like that? It. Yeah, what's up? Nice uh, Dolphins hoodie, by the way, Kyle. <laughs> I like appreciate it. it. Yeah, got to rep the pretty Dolphins sweet. playing Monday Night Football tonight. Kyle has been like the stone of the show for like the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I was gone for a week. You've been stoned for a couple of weeks, Kyle? Jeez. <laughs> oh, Is that what you do? You don't go to the bars. You just... oh. I should have told your parents that. Don't put that out on I shouldn't air. have said that. <laughs> <My fault. laughs> Kyle is the most innocent and fine young man you will ever meet in your life. My mom approved of him within one and a half seconds, if that tells you anything. So, yeah, whenever we say stuff about Kyle, we're always kidding. Hey, uh, now a place, though, we could go have a cold one soon is Pia's because they're great for us, obviously. We do a lot of shows there during the football season. We need to do one during basketball. We should, yeah. And – Pick a game maybe that starts at 7, then you you and I can go and, and have some fun there. But um, Although that's not very fun for you because then you've got to go leave and work. So. I have fun talking there and, and discussing <laughs> with people. I can't have as much post-game fun right. with the game afterwards, but that that's, that's not about me. Well, <laughs> it's not about me, dang it. Uh, but Pia's is doing, they do this every year, the Pia Clause, which is a big Christmas party. And it's a two-day event. I, I love how that ha- happens. So it's this Thursday night from 5.30 to 9. 5.30 to 9. There'll be gifts. There's holiday food spread. They'll have drink specials. And then Friday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. So I, I don't I, I don't know if they've got a cot there. You can just stay. <laughs> just hang out and just get up in the morning and go. I'm sure they'll have maybe some breakfast food in the morning there, obviously. So that Pia Claus, it's the Christmas party again. It's this Thursday night, 5.30 to 9. Eric and uh, Chad do a great job with all that. And then Friday, December 15th, 7 to 10 a.m. So a lot of guys work overnight. I mean, I, I remember when I was young. I told this story the other day. Maybe, did I say it on the air? If I did, I'm sorry. But I remember Dad and I walked in like at 11 a.m. or like 10.30 one time to a bar. And we were going to eat lunch. And there were, guys, there were like six guys sitting there drinking. And, you know, I was like maybe in high school or getting close to high school. And when we left, I looked at dad and I'm like, do people really drink this early in the morning? Like that can't be good for them. And he's like, well, Lon, those guys work at, they work a night shift at wherever. I don't remember what the business was. So they get off at like 7 a.m. So their 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. is like our 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And that's why they were in there having a beer. But I, I remember at the time it bothered me. Like, you shouldn't be drinking at 1030 in the morning, sir. <laughs> so now I'm out here at and 7 a.m. you've grown up since then. <laughs> now I'm one better. I'm, I'm there out there go. at 7 a.m. at 10 a.m. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? Uh, Lon, it's probably not good that you're drinking at 7 a.m. You mind your own business. Yeah. I'll be the judge of that. Well, you heard Brad. <laughs> you heard Brad Underwood coming into this segment talking about how good he feels about his team up to this point. They're seven and two. They rose a couple of spots in the AP poll today, yeah. up to number sixteen. Okay. Illinois dropped though the game against Tennessee on Saturday, eighty-six to seventy-nine. They actually they were leading at halftime. That was crazy. Uh, the fact that Terrence Shannon and Marcus Demas struggled as much as they wow. did, and yet Illinois still held a lead at half. That's a credit to Quincy Guerrier getting off to a fast start. Yes, sir. Uh, Coleman Hawkins made some shots as well. Luke Goody played well, uh, particularly uh, before halftime. Uh, but Illinois falls short. It was a competitive game, one that saw a bajillion free throws there in the, in the second <laughs> half. But uh, I do feel like the better team won uh, there on Saturday, at least on that afternoon. I'm with you. Um, if it was played in, in Champaign on a different day, could Illinois beat them? Absolutely. 
But that was a, a good Tennessee team, one that was hungry, having lost their previous three high major games. Uh, and any time that Terrence Shannon and Marcus DeMass combined to go seven for 27 from the field, it's going to be tough for Illinois to win. So uh, not one that I'm too disappointed about at mm. all. Uh, I think it would have been nice to, between Marquette and Tennessee, really the two premier teams you've played, uh, I think there's a little bit of a, a different – there's a separation uh, a little bit in between those two and FAU, although I think FAU is very good. Uh, if you could have beat one of uh, the Vols or the Golden Eagles uh, to put on your resume. But for the most part, to be 7-2, and two, to have gone two out of three on your, on your road trip, I feel pretty decent about that. I know that Brad spoke to that uh, as well coming in. I just think as well as and as almost as perfect as you played in that second half, especially against FAU, I just – I worried about – I don't know why. I don't know why we do that. It's You're in a completely different state. It's four days later or whatever it was. It's like, why am I worried that, well, you played really well, so now it's turn, It's time for you not to play that really, you know, sure. not that well. Yeah. But that's exactly what happened with guys like Damask and Shannon and this Illinois team in general, which shot like 60-some percent, right, against FAU, and then nothing could go down in that game against Tennessee. I felt like, and I, and, and I, Kyle always is on this point about three-point shots, so I'll even bring him in on this. I felt like you resorted to last year's offense a little too much, right? In terms of, and I know you're always uh, pleading for them not to take as many threes, and I feel like this season when they've taken threes, they've done it when they should, if that makes sense. In that game, they completely stopped trying to get the ball in the lane. Now, granted, Tennessee's got a lot to do with that. They are a strong, physical, defensive team that does not allow you, a.k.a., or I don't know if that's the right way to put it, um, as an example, Terrence Shannon, who yes. loves to get downhill and just could not against Tennessee. That team reminded me a little bit on the perimeter of that Baylor team a few years ago when, when they were so strong. And you remember when Io couldn't get – he could not get where he wanted to go. That's frustrating to you. So what happens is you just take the next best thing, and that's a three from 23 feet. And it's like, okay, guys, you know, after they missed like 10 in a row – the establishment I was at, we had, everybody was like, enough, you know, quit shooting. <laughs> and it was one of those where I'm like, they've got to get somehow to the rim. You cannot let, you cannot die in this game by just shooting threes and not getting to the rim, not getting to the line. And, you know, there was a, it was a while there. Well, and then the second half was completely different, but I'm like, I mean, it was amazing that Illinois had a lead at half. It was. But Coleman yeah. made some – I tell you what, I felt like they did, and then I'll shut up and let you guys go. I felt like Illinois in that game, the first half, they hit every big shot they needed to make. Like, you could tell the momentum was sneaking away, and then Coleman would hit a three. Or someone else Gary would – Gary A. Hit a Gary couple. A, that's exactly right. To where you could almost sense like, oh, man, this would be a big time to score right now. Because you know there's 21,000 there. You know Tennessee's up four right now, and they're on a little bit of a run. And then, boom, Illinois would connect. And I'm like, whoa, it's a big shot. And so I worried about that continuing in the second half, and it didn't, obviously. Right, yeah. Terrence hits that early mid-range pull-up, and mm. I believe that was his only basket of the first half. Unbelievable. Uh, and Gary A is able to make a couple of early threes. They weren't really respecting him mm -hmm. as, a, as a shooter, and, and the numbers – leading into that game as far as his three-point struggles. You can understand why they were cheating off him a little bit. Uh, but he able he was able to make people pay. Coleman, I know Coleman's going to have some 
if you're gonna do the the pros and cons of, of a Coleman Hawkins game within a game, you know, like right. he's gonna he's gonna throw it away on, on this play. He's gonna uh, maybe take this step back shot, but uh, there, there's usually gonna be some some good and bad, and, and there was. But the, the good is that he got his three point shot going, and I thought for the most part it was a pretty good Coleman game. I think it was a step in the right direction, especially offensively. I know he ends up going four for thirteen, but mm-hmm. uh, some some misses down the stretch kind of muddied up and, and ugly that stat line a little bit, but uh, you needed him to step up and make those when guys like DeMass, guys like Shannon weren't able to get going. So uh, I do give Tennessee a lot of the credit Agreed. for what they did to you with their defense. Uh, the fact that, you know, yes, they had lost and they'd given up, they gave up 100 to, to UNC. <laughs> right. uh, they, they lost to Purdue, they lost to, to Kansas, but they were facing a lot of high-level big men in that stretch. You know, Dickinson killed them, Edie, uh, Baycott had his game, and, and UNC was just making shots from all over the place. I do agree, though. One of my criticisms of this Illinois team is that there are times when Shannon is the only guy who consistently drives the ball, yep. who consistently gets into the teeth of the defense, that can break down a defense and force that that opponent to react. And, and they did react a lot because there are screen grabs. You can go back and you watch the, the replay and just hit pause on your TV. There are like four guys in the paint around Shannon a lot of times. And then, you know, they're not respecting Ty Rogers. They're not yep. respecting – or they're just making the gamble that, hey, you know, Gary A, maybe he'll make another three. But we're just not going to give Terrence, you know, his his easy shot at the basket. Or And they, they're one of the teams, to your pre, to your point, I wrote about it after the game, athletically and physically, like strength-wise, can match Terrence Shannon. I thought that Baylor that year could match Io's quickness. And, and they, they didn't let Io get where he wanted to go, which so many teams – could not just couldn't do. They couldn't stop him from what he wanted to do offensively. So when Io goes, I think it was like six of eighteen from the field that mm. game. They just really were able to bottle him up. Tennessee bottled up Terrence Shannon. I don't know how many other teams can do that to him. There are probably a count of maybe on one hand. You're right. But that was one of those teams. And Illinois not having a point guard to get into it that shows. to get into that pain and, and do it. Just Ty Rogers was really non-existent. Didn't even attempt a field goal. I know I shot a couple of free throws, but uh, and not to pin it all on him, but just the the fact that you don't really have another guy that consistently get into that that teeth of the defense. I know that Tennessee wants you to come in there and try mm-hmm. to challenge them, but I felt like Illinois, like you said, settled for too many threes. And there was a stretch in the second half where seven out of their nine field goal attempts during a five-minute span were from three, and they made none of them, and that was really – uh, the difference of Illinois either going to get back into it or let Tennessee extend it out to double figures, and, it, and that was all she wrote, and we know which way it went. If Ty Rogers plays four years at Illinois, it's going to be interesting to see how we then judge his game when it's all said and done. Because I can point out a lot of warts in Ty's game, but I can also point out a lot of things that he does very well that you love having on that court, toughness, rebounding. Sure, yeah. Defense. Defense for sure. But it is interesting. I think, in other words, how could I sum this up? When he's bad, he's really bad. Is that fair? In other words, he's almost non-existent and to the point of I'm not sure why he's on the court right now. But Well, yeah, it's kind of like DeMonte Williams before he found that jump shot the year. He led the country in three-point shooting. That's a great analogy. There was, what, 10 straight games where he didn't score in Mm -hmm. a Big Ten slate? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, Damas. Now, I think Shannon is always, we know this, is always going to have the pressure of being the guy every night, and, and he's fine with that. And most nights, I think it's going to turn out fine for us. 
Damask has got to be more consistent than that. And I, I even said, as fun as that was to him getting 33, I mean, that was awesome, right? I mean, as a Saluki myself, I was, my chest was out. I was like, heck yeah, baby, he can play in this league or in this level. But yet, then you can't turn around and do what you did against Tennessee. And, and I understand he had some shots that didn't drop, but he just looked a step slow the whole game. He just, not that he is a step slow, whereas times that he is, he just looked like that. I mean, everybody died. Andrew had one of those games the other night where it felt like every loose ball was right out of his reach or, you know, just stuff. Like, it happens, right? It happens in the game of basketball. You're not always going to be perfect with that. But I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I would almost, I said this out loud. I don't think anybody was listening to me because nobody really does during games. They, my boys tuned me out. I mean, it's just pretty simple. But I said to nobody in particular, I'm like, I'd rather Damas get me 16 against FAU and 16 against Tennessee. Like, I feel like he has to be a, you have the known in Shannon. And I think the broadcasters even mentioned this during that game against Tennessee. Illinois got to have one B. You've got 1A in Shannon. You've got to have 1B, and I think it's got to be Damask. And so for him to, to explode like he did against FAU, that was awesome. But then essentially to not – I mean, I, I, there were times during that game where I was like, get him out. you got to get Damask out of this game. He's killing you. Like he's no threat to score. It, it, and, and again, like loose balls were just right by him, you know, and I'm just like, boy. <laughs> like my dad used to have an answer for this when – when the St. Louis Cardinals would win a game at Wrigley, let's say, on a Friday and come out the next day and get beat 10 nothing, And he's like, well, obviously the Cardinals weren't at the bars all night. You know, although obviously <laughs> yeah. the players went and drank all night in Chicago. Like, I, I know Damas doesn't even do that, right? He's, he's, he's just not that kind of a kid. But that, I, I kind of had that funny thought like, oh, Damas must have really partied hard this week because he didn't show up today. But obviously he doesn't even do that. Believe me, I know yeah. that for a fact. I, don't, I think you got you got to have – and I, I look, those are two games, and I'm not panicked at all. I think he's going to be just fine. But I think a consistent effort out of Damascus is going to be very important for success for this Illinois team. No, that's, that's a great point because I think that Coleman probably isn't going to get there. I think I, we're probably written, not completely written it off, but in terms of consistency, that just has not jived with who Coleman Hawkins is offensively. Right. And while last year you might have said, all right, he's on some, some mock drafts. If he comes back, can he be that, that Robin? As Matthew Meyer goes, oh, a good point. goes away, can he be the Robin to, to Shannon's Batman and, and be maybe more consistent? You would have hoped that, but now that we've seen the sample size extend out, I just don't feel like Coleman's probably going to be that. Now, hopefully he can build on making some threes there against Tennessee. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's got to be Marcus. And there were some times where he got some – some of those favorable matchups in the mid post yeah. against that point guard, uh, Ziggler, who's 5'9". Right. I uh, wasn't able to do a whole lot with it to a 6'5'1's text on the U of I line, like text line saying my biggest criticism of, of Coleman's game was that he had a guy foot a foot shorter on him in the paint uh, and didn't even try to take the ball up once uh, more than on one occasion. Yeah. So that's just not really Coleman's game either. Um, so uh, I think that Illinois wasn't able to exploit some of those matchups that they were hunting out. Yep. And then they just – obviously relied on threes as going to the rim wasn't working for Terrence. And, and then Terrence even kind of said, all right, I'm going into a brick wall here. I'm just going to stand on the perimeter and take my jump shots there. I, I also think Illinois' inability to get enough stops mm, hurt mm. them in terms of playing fast the other way. Trying to – when you face a, a an elite half-court defense, you want to be able to – who 
on the offensive end has had their struggle scoring. Like that's kind of been the MO of, of Tennessee through the, the last couple of years, like top notch defense, but can shoot, you know, build a, a, a town of bricks. <laughs> if you make them shoot, Illinois couldn't get enough stops. Then all right, get the rebound, get Terrence in the fast break and make it so where he's driving to a guy chasing him versus he's driving to four guys set up in the paint waiting for him. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a excellent point. I know someone uh, 217 brought up about Illinois could be tired. Listen, that whole setting, 11 a.m. game, you're on the road, you just went to the East Coast, you're in finals. I mean, Luke Goody the other day, you didn't hear this, it was probably one of the best. Wait, who was with us? Oh, Jason Thompson was here. And he asked him about how tough that is, you know, and, and yeah. Goody went, you should hear the explanation he gave. I don't know if you went back and heard that. Just about how he had two finals and he had this and blah, 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 blah. And all of that, that's not an excuse. That's not an no. excuse. But all of oh, that all pointed. All you throw in Tennessee was kind of desperate. Yeah, right. Well, exactly. They needed it. Exactly. So when you throw all that in, I guess in my mind, I'm able to take that loss a lot easier, kind of understanding all the variables around it. I mean, first of all, it's, I don't care what day or how rested, it's hard to go beat this Tennessee team there. I mean, it's just that simple. And it would be hard on the flip side for Tennessee to come beat us here. But if Tennessee just did all that travel like they did, I mean, that might, that might explain, you know, they were in Maui, blah, 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 mm. might explain a lot about that North Carolina game for them. Right. Yeah. When they just kind of – but listen, I thought Illinois had some fight. I'll tell you another thing. Is Luke Goody better this year than you thought he'd be? So far, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, we picture Luke as our three-point guy, right? And he's good with that. And I'm, I'm good with him taking as many as he, as he can get up. He's doing some things this year that are really noticeable to me on the court that are positive. I mean, defense, he's better than I thought. Rebounding, he's better than I thought. I mean, I, I just I, I love his leadership. I mean, you can just tell. Man, I, Luke has just really stepped up. Yeah, they lost a lot of the battle for 50-50 balls, but I felt like Luke coming in there in the first half was part of Illinois getting enough stops to get back Good to where call. it was even and then take a lead at halftime. I mean, he finished with seven rebounds. I think he might have had six at half, five or six at half, and uh, has been someone that you can pencil him in for two or three threes any given game. That's any been game. very consistent. So uh, I like that a lot about him. I, I think he's – He's going to have his limitations defensively against some guys. Like there are going to be some athletic teams, or if he gets switched on to quicker guards, where Luke Goody and Marcus Damask just aren't going to be able to stay in front as often. I do think that he's he's probably more solid uh, on the the grand scheme of it defensively than maybe he gets credit for. Mm -hmm. But I, I like what he's been able to give, uh, especially in terms of a consistent three point shooter. But I mean, he's definitely one of those effort play guys. I mean, he had two steals yeah. also when I'm looking up at the, the box score here from Saturday as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that he's been someone where you kind of want knowns. You want you want to go through and say, all right, beyond – as we're building this around Shannon, mm -hmm. even if it's not – even if Luke's he, – and he's not. He's not that 1B. But if you know that, that Luke's going to give you some threes and some, some rebounds and some hustle plays and, and Justin Harmon's going to splash in some – some toughness and a couple of putbacks and whatnot and, and just kind of build that thing around. The more knowns you can have around that star, the better Illinois is going to be. Great point. Jay asked U of I line Lake text line, does Tennessee play at Illinois next season? That they is do. correct. Yep, yes. It's a home and home. Brad loves those. He said that before the game. I was listening to the pregame, and he said that he loves those. I think it's like December 12th. 
I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I know that, but I saw something that that showed that. Um, I I, I want to talk more this week about Illinois basketball, and we can. I, I want to make sure we hit a couple of things before we get out of here. Um, Juwan Howard, what what is going on with that? Mm. So that blew up rumor-wise last night on Twitter. I obviously am not tapped into the, right. the Michigan scene and, and can't comment officially on like what I know for sure. I've, I've heard, and it's been reported, I know Brendan Quinn of the Athletic put out there that there was some kind of exchange between Juwan Howard and then their uh, strength and conditioning coach to where the strength and conditioning coach was not in attendance at Michigan's game yesterday at Iowa. So it happened late last week. Ooh. There was a little bit of a, at least as we know, a altercation and exchange. With the strength and conditioning coach. With the strength and conditioning coach. Like, he'd be coach. the last dude that I would go after. Is it John Sanderson? Is that his name? Kyle? I, know I think Sa- so, yeah. Sanderson's his last name for sure. I know that. Of course, uh, I don't know that. But uh, I know Fletch, like, literally learned under him. So oh. you think about messing with Fletch. You're like messing <laughs> no. with the uh, the Mr. Miyagi of Adam Fletcher. Uh, I, I, would not, I would not pick him. Regardless if I was catching in the, uh, flies with, uh, yeah, <laughs> a former NBA player or not, but uh, <laughs> it had. I know some Michigan reporters have come out and said that they've been told it was not physical, that it, oh. it was that that was not the case. But there, there's been rumors of the contrary. Yeah, she would it's, hope not. It's under review right now. Uh, that's something that Brandon Quinn uh, reported that that there's uh, athletic department review of what happened, and the so it's kind of like in, on the in between. If Juwan Howard punched this dude in the face, I don't think he's on the bench right. in Iowa City yesterday. That's a good point. If, if it was just a shouting match and there was nothing else, I don't think that the strength and conditioning coach is staying home and that there's an external review, or, there's going a review going on. So there has to be some blurred lines in there that something had to have happened to where it's a little bit more than that. I had heard through some people that I talked to that it, you know maybe there was some pushing and shoving and getting each other's faces and whatnot. Uh, the interesting part of it, Juwan's under a zero tolerance oh, policy right now. Like after, Bobby Knight back in the day. After the Wisconsin incident uh, a couple of years ago. So what comes to that, we'll see. But uh, I, I think Michigan fans, even if there there isn't like a – this isn't fight night happening at Ann Arbor, <laughs> would be fine if you're like, you know what, Juwan, you're, you've had your, your stuff – uh, outside of the game of basketball, also our team is not very good and it right. wasn't good last year. We're probably fine with moving on. We'll, Interesting. We'll see how that ultimately goes. Raise your hand, by the way, if you all if you all started singing "Blurred Lines" <laughs> when Derek said that. Yeah. I even imagined the video of "Blurred Lines." I have to look that up. Maybe I'll do that in the break. We got to catch one more, and then we'll come back and wrap up the show. This is the drive. You moved into your new home using two men in a truck. The garage was clean. Then... I love the new recliner. What are we going to do with this old one? Put it in the garage for now. Over time, this cycle continued. Put it in the garage for now. Put it in the garage for now. Put it in the garage for now. It happens. You got junk. Call two men in a truck to get rid of all your junk. Residential or commercial, two men in a truck has a solution for your junk removal. Contact them at twomenchampagne.com. Two men in a truck. I'm Justin Ike, co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. So, Justin, tell me what you see as typical when it comes to sewer repair. Give me a scenario. 
your sewer's backed up and somebody comes along and says, you need this repair for X amount of dollars, here's my price. And you don't think to go looking for another company or a second opinion because you don't feel like you have time. So is it possible that you might get charged a little more because it's kind of a desperate moment? Do some companies do that? Oh, absolutely they will. They know you're in a pinch. Typically, if you call us, me or Will can be out there within an hour to look at that problem for you. Whether you call me first or you call me second, make sure you give me a call. Anything else, Justin? You can always trust Fred's. Great to know. Thank you. That's Justin Ike, the co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. If you want more information about this great 45-year family-owned company, just go to fredscu.com. That's fredscu.com. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here, 15,000, another shutout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. And Illinois overcomes their largest deficit of the season. Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. The Illini win it. Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. I've got to clean out this garage. Let's see. What's the cheapest and easiest dumpster service in our area? Here's what I found. The doggy bag. Hmm. think she's broken. I'm not looking for takeout. Siri, try again. The doggy bag from Bulldog Disposal in Muhammad. Doggy bag? What's that? If you got junk that needs to go, but you don't want the hassle of having an enormous dumpster delivered, grab a doggy bag, keep it as long as you need. They'll come take it away. For more information, just visit BulldoggyBag.com. That's BulldoggyBag.com. Finishing up on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Before we get out of here, I wanted to get Kyle's take on the Illinois-Tennessee game. Illinois dropping that one, still in a, a decent spot. Your top 20 in the country. Tough place to play as a 6-5-1 noted, and I, I had also reported this as well. They were 19, or now they're 19-2 and two against high majors over the last two-plus seasons oh, wow. there in Knoxville. So uh, a very tough place to play. Illinois obviously held their own, and... Disappointed in not being able to get that one when you sure. have Quincy shoot it as well as he did and to have a chance, but not one you're super disappointed about. What'd you, how'd you feel about that one, Kyle, and just overall thoughts as we are out of this three-game window uh, to begin December? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I I didn't expect to win the game coming in. Me and Lon gave our predictions Friday and thought it would be a competitive game that at the end of the day, a desperate Tennessee team would probably pull out at home. So I just hasn't really changed how I view this team. I thought that it was impressive, the fact that they were in that game with the way that their two stars played, which I think was